As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by the Made to Measure Leggings class from SewHere.com. This online class brings ZD right into your sewing room to show you how to measure, draft, and construct a pair of leggings based on your personal measurements. Go to SewHere.com leggings to find out more and get access to all the videos and course materials immediately. That's SewHere.com leggings. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And today we are going to talk about tracing. Uh, du- duplicating a garment. Uh, I was going to say okay. du- duplicating a garment, probably a re- you know a ready made, ready ready yeah. to wear. So making a pattern from, from a garment you like, you're wearing, you're happy with, and you want to duplicate it. Yeah. So we're inspired by Paula asking how to do this, and we are going to do a demonstration of the garment that she is interested in. Paula posted a picture of a pair of shorts, and then we found a pair of shorts that ZD has that are very similar to Paula's shorts. Right. <laughs> I was like, ZD, I said, Mom, don't you have a pair of shorts like that? You know, and she's like, I think I do. So it's going to be if you know if you're looking for a, um, a more detailed, uh, you know video explanation of this that is going to be something that we offer to the zigzaggers and anyway there are a lot of ways to do this and there's no one right way but I'm going to kind of talk about I'm going to I'm going to ask Edie if she does anything different from like what I would do okay oh there you go or well I mean the easiest thing would be to try and just find a pattern someone made probably there but you go. it's not going to fit you like the garment you have, probably. Right. So that's why you want to do that. But sometimes you can find a pattern that is similar, right? Mm-hmm. And if you know how to make your alterations to fit your body, you've got that. And sometimes you might even tweak it a way you want it better. Yeah. So you I know. actually, that's so that's uh, that's like another good point. Right. I had a trouser pattern for Derek. And I held it up to his yes trousers to his old to his old pa- you know so pair you of take pants. so you take the new pattern yeah you hold it up to a good way to find a crotch curve if yeah. that's the curve you're yeah, looking that's for what you're worried about you know and a lot of times like in a trouser it is mm-hmm. or even like the um, deepness of uh, you know an arm side okay yeah. It, it, a lot of people have, well, my bra shows, you know, from uh-huh. under my arm or it's too low. or And sometimes it seems like, you know, if you have a garment that's already there. Right. That that's a good way. So actually, we're kind of talking. We, we've, well, now we've now we've veered off. Right, that's we've okay kind of morphed that's this okay. into okay. if you have a pattern and you want to check parts of it. Yes, you can take that ready to make or 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 that pattern you've already used that you liked. Now this is a new pattern, you know, that you like yeah, more so, things. So, so we talk about slopers, right? Right. And I remember back in the we we published a podcast about it, and then Amy uh, Vonk she said, "Oh, so I've got this like princess line dress from Tilly and the Buttons, and it fits me perfectly. Is that my sloper?" And I was like, "Well, sure, yeah, you it know? is." So that's yeah. that's like that can be her base pattern that she works off of. So then your sloper could also be an existing garment in a way, especially we have this conversation all the time in the groups 
in the group, a lot of times, a lot of guys wear their trousers below the belly line. Yeah, people who don't wear their clothes in the place you expect them to. Or like the, like the waist is not the waist. In the place right? that the pattern expects them to. Right, there you go. Okay. So Whatever. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is the like, expectations differ. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's like I don't wear my trousers the way my husband wears his trousers. Right. So if I know he likes this pair I can go more off of that than going off of taking like a bunch of his measurements and stuff. Well, and men don't usually have a waist, like at all, because they don't have hips. You know, well, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? They're not. There's, they're, and yet I just had a conversation. Well, with yeah, my I fr- was gonna say it's not always yeah. true. But well, that's no, I just had a conversation with my friend Brenda because yeah. she took she took a jeans pattern we uh-huh. had for her son Ryan because Ryan has this butt. Yeah. Okay, and she's like, well, he's got a butt. None of the men's pants have a butt. So he's got a generous butt, but none of the patterns give him room for his generous butt. Right. So here we are, you know. Right. Uh, Shapes are shapes, and shapes shapes do not have, you know— what, what, there are no rules. Right. Like, are, everybody, you know, everybody's shape is their shape. Yeah, there are rules out there that are dictated by these patterns, but then we need to learn to work right. with them. So anyway, you can use that— pattern you can uh compare it but let's get back to where we what were, we were really going to talk about okay i there are ways to do this how do, what materials would you get out to start this project i think well, that's a good place to start lots of rulers measuring tapes um definitely some sort of tracing paper right yep a pencil now and i say tracing paper yeah this is what i, I would like about. something i could see through probably Do okay you get and out a tracing wheel with teeth i usually don't we but don't. that's not a bad idea I'm either just, this yes. is where this is where i'm saying there's different ways to do this so right. some people will do a rubbing and that you can do that too on the garment some people will use the tracing wheel with right. teeth I don't. No. Personally. Yeah. But it's not a bad thing to right. do. So if you've learned that way, it's okay. Right. And I, you know, there's nothing wrong with like, say, a white butcher weight paper to yeah. make your pattern out but of or like something like that. But it. I like, you know, I really like the medical exam paper. It's almost tracing paper. It It's a little bit heavier, you know, it's yep. a little bit more... Um, uh, opaque. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not as see-through as like maybe a regular tracing paper. Some people will use a non-woven um, like interfacing. Right. And that actually is quite nice because you can sort of bend it. And you know, or, or, you know, you can manipulate it a lot without it tearing. Let's put it that way. I just saw a Facebook video from Mood that was like a time lapse. It was really fast, you know. And the person was tracing a ready-to-wear swimsuit, and they were tracing the bottoms, and they used a gridded paper. Right. And they used a toothy tracing wheel. Uh-huh. And so that toothy tracing wheel, they would trace the shape of the garment, and then they would go with a pencil and connect Connect the dots. dots. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's one way to do it. So our setup, we always have the rotary mat down with the grid mat Okay, so we have the, we have our table with this grid mat for rotary cutting. You know, like at Stevens College where I went, their costume shop is tables that have a layer of batting on them with a layer of craft paper over yep. it, which yep. lends itself to a lot of that tracing wheel yes. work. Our surface really doesn't lend itself to tracing in that fashion with the wheel we would need to put something down that's like cork Mm -hmm. like the diy style well i uh, know people that use foam board anything you know if they want to punch do you know what i mean or or even if they want to tack down so yeah something like foam board or cork yeah and in some shops they will have cork tables Mm mm-hmm I think that's what Stevens like wished they had mm-hmm. in the costume shop, and maybe that is what they do have in the I, fashion I've wing. Been, <laughs> I've been in shops where they've had, well, either a, a you know a hard top table or a cork table, and then they will put cardboard over them. Yeah, in order not to chew up mm-hmm. the cork all the time. Okay, so Zidi and I personally prefer to not use the tracing wheel. Right. I, I well, I, and it's not a bad idea, but. 
you use the tracing wheel and you do have to go back and draw again. Right. So, we so just I just skip draw. that and draw. Okay. Right. So with these short, let's let's talk about like shorts or a t-shirt or something like mm-hmm. that. Like first of all, if you have a garment that is symmetrical, okay, like a your a t-shirt that you envision in your mind, and you uh you you don't want to like. When you trace the whole T-shirt, you don't want to trace, like, the whole front of the T-shirt. You're going to find your halfway line. Right. So get that in your brain Especially first. because it will come out symmetrical. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> if, if, if you try and trace, you know, if you're trying to trace the whole of it, there's more likely that you'll get off kilter. Yes. So, you know, as, as hard as we're trying to be perfectly accurate... We probably, this shirt could be, this garment could be a little distorted or whatever. And you, though, what you really want to end up with is a front and a back of a shirt that are symmetrical. Right. Okay. Well, and what I'm saying is the more you trace, the more you can get off. That's right. So the less you trace, the more precise actually you can be. So if I'm going to trace a t-shirt and I fold it in half. Uh, so what we have, let's picture a clear cutting, a clear cutting table, a a cutting table free from a clean cutting, clean, table. yeah, no, clean, clear, free like, of other stuff, a transparent right. one. Okay, clean cutting table, and I would lay out my tracing paper, and I'd probably weight it down just to keep it uh, tame, and then I'd fold my t-shirt in half, and I would lay that center line on the edge of my tracing paper. Okay, that's right. Everybody. Everybody down with that? Now, when you do this, if you just fold a t-shirt in half, generally the back neckline is higher than the front, okay? So then what I like to do is I like to just mark sort of my landmarks. So it would be like the center back up there at the neckline, up there where the neckline goes into the shoulder seam, where the shoulder seam meets the sleeve, you know, where the... Where the arms eye ends and meets the side well, seam. And there's another thing about a t-shirt. Yeah. Is often the front and the back are exactly the same. That, that's why I right. kind of chose that. Yeah. So, I've, oh, I also didn't say that I'd weight down my t-shirt, too. You have okay, to somehow have to... fix your t-shirt yes. and, without distorting it that's also. Right. So, that's why I like to weight it. Right. Um, so, we've got our garment on top of the paper. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, this isn't the rubbing technique that no. other people uh like to do now another place you could be doing this mallory yeah. which i've done it successfully and actually it was in a costume shop is the ironing board oh okay so you can pin it because down. you can pin it down mm-hmm. very easily good call right. good mm-hmm. call yeah i've never had a problem with the i haven't either system. i don't either that's how i that's how yeah. we do it um i think i did it on the ironing board because it was the room i had at the time you know at the get right yeah. at the end of a show sometimes you know, the costume shop gets real crowded. And um, I remember thinking, oh, well, this is kind of a good idea. And I like it because I am I just, you know, pinned the thing down. And I I mean, and yeah. then I sort of pinned the paper over it and I just traced it. Right. So we, uh, I get my little marks there. And then I give myself a few dashes around the edges of the garment. Mm-hmm. And then I connect those. Right. And if it's a straight line, you know, you use put a, a point at the end and the end and maybe in the middle. And then you use a ruler. Or like I would not freehand in my shoulder seam. Right. I'd use a ruler. Right. Because it's probably straight. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then. Well, and you, you know, again, like I said, you'll get out all your rulers and yes. your marking implements and all that. And. You'll, you'll have your curve there, your French curve or whatever also. Yeah, your, your French your, curve, your dressmaker's curve, whatever, your, your whatever right. you got. Um, All the stuff you have. And then we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. But before you go use this pattern, what do you really need to make sure to do? I'll tell you. Add seam allowance. Oh, <laughs> before you use the pattern. I'm thinking before you use the garment. No. So yeah. what here's the deal and this is the deal. So when you're tracing, mm-hmm. you want to be tracing the seam. That's right. And not the seam allowance. Okay? And do the seam because that's what fits you. Yep. Okay? That's the the garment that fits you is where it's sewn, where, it's where sewn. the seam is. So then you have the option. Yeah. Of adding whatever seam allowance you would like. Yeah, I don't turn my garments inside out to trace them. I leave them right side out. Do you turn? Actually, them it out? depends. Just depends. depends. Mm-hmm. Okay, depends on it depends on if I feel like I'm getting a good trace. Okay, because yeah. when if I turned this T-shirt right. inside out, I feel like I'd be getting some seam allowance. Right. Now, I guess if you're depends on if you're okay with that. It or also not. depends, like on the bulk of the garment. <laughs> like sometimes if you don't turn it inside out, you have this lump 
uh-huh. you know, where the seam, seam is folded over. So sometimes you you need to go inside good, out. Good call. Good call. Uh, now, the the hard part of the T-shirt, I bet a lot of people who maybe they feel like they've got a little courage from just hearing us say, yeah, just trace it. Just do these lines. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. It was the sleeve, I think. Right? Yes. Because it is really like a piece that's sewn into a tube and people might question. Well, the other thing is, is this is where we, we would talk about, you know, ease in a piece. Right. So it might not be that exact seam. You may have to add back in some se- You may have to add back in some ease in this garment. Right. Now, on a knit, probably not. Yeah, probably on a knit you're okay. Right. But... um. I don't know. Why do you have a problem? I just think it's more difficult than doing the front and the back. That's all I'm saying. Just It's just a more challenging part of it. I think it, yes, and I think it might be more difficult for people who are not used to drawing a sleeve or knowing, you know, sort of uh, anticipating how that sleeve shape is going to come out. That's right. And yeah. that's where being familiar with what pattern pieces look like. Right can help you. Right. Um, Because you will have a cap to the sleeve, even in a garment that sometimes knits have a lower uh, cap, Mm -hmm. a flatter cap than um, a woven garment, but you still have that hump. Right. You know, if if I lay my sleeve out flat. Right. If I could take it apart and lay it out flat. Yeah, so we're... Right. I would have basically a bell-shaped curve. Yeah, so how do we... How are we getting this bell? So this is where we kind of um, combine our knowledge of drafting, our knowledge Mm -hmm. of what patterns look like. And so I would put my sleeve, once again, it's probably symmetrical on most t-shirts, okay? Right. On this R&R imaginary t-shirt. I'd put that edge of the sleeve on the edge of my paper to indicate, like cut on fold so this is the part that goes like over the top of your so you you're saying you would just go ahead and make it a cut on fold yeah which is fine especially if the front and the back are the same if you don't want to cut it on fold it doesn't matter because you can take that pattern piece and And make it a whole piece you know mirror it fold it over and get the whole piece yeah so if you don't want to do that cut on fold and Mm -hmm. you do want it to be straight out don't put it on the edge of your tracing paper draw yourself a line on your tracing Mm -hmm. paper to put this on you still don't want to be trying to like trace out both but it's similar to having your front having your front or your back you're sort of having the sleeve you know you fold it on that seam so Mm -hmm. there's the underarm seam and then the top fold basically should be the top of your sleeve yeah so the easy parts of the sleeve are that kind of center line that goes from sleeve hem up to the shoulder seam and then it's also probably going to be pretty easy to visualize the hem right. and the underarm seam. Right. But now we got this cap, the sleeve cap, right. which probably cannot just be extrapolated from your arm side. Because if you've ever looked at, like ZD was saying, the shape of a pattern, the arm side is you know kind of like a J or a, a C or something, mm-hmm. whereas that sleeve cap is a bell curve. Right. So this is where we would bring in the flexible ruler, or we'd bring in a just a normal measuring mm-hmm. tape, and then having that underarm seam, having that center line, having the hem in place, you can construct the bell right. curve. Of and your you sleeve. can you can get some of that curve out of. The shape, you know, the shape of it is in the garment. Right. I mean, I think especially if you do turn it inside out. That's where you can Yeah, get I that. think you would get, yes. So you, uh, when you're trying to get the shape of the, of something like that that's sort of sewn into a tube, you may end up kind of rolling your garment along yes. your yes. flat table. Yes. In, uh, and tracking its movements. You always use the example of like rolling a lampshade right uh so if you wanted to because the top of the lampshade is different than the bottom of the lampshade so you're literally transforming a three-dimensional shape into its two-dimensional it's uh, two-dimensional totally flat what uh, yeah it's it's, uh, equivalent so if you do think you can get that you may find that sort of manipulating that sleeve by uh you know rolling it around maybe even turning it inside out you may be able to find that well, and I'm thinking of something like um, a baseball sleeve or a raglan sleeve yeah. in a knit. You know, the 
you, when you sew those lines, they will appear to be straight in the right. garment, and they're not straight. Yeah. You know, there there is a um, again. There's some ease to those to shape around your shoulder. I just There's traced a, those raglans for the kids mm-hmm. even, and they weren't quite as shaped, you know, maybe well, as like and for an a adult. kid, they don't have to be, right? But it was really interesting to do that. Uh, in fact, maybe we should do that on top of the shorts, you know, mm-hmm. make that a different Because they're not two straight lines together. No. They're two slightly curved lines together. And the back's bigger than the front. So not, this, you know. so this <laughs> is where, where I'm getting to with this is – just because you've traced this doesn't mean you're going to wind up with the exact garment you have or the same shape. You definitely need a muslin. Yeah, you need to test you first. Know, do not yes. think, oh, well, I got this garment. No, you're you're going from that. And the other thing that has happened is mm-hmm. you've worn this garment. Oh, sure. And whether it's a knit or whether it's a woven, it's not the same shape it was the day you bought it. Even if you've laundered it and been nice to it and all this, you know, there there could be some things, you know, some stretching, some misalignment of the fibers. That, well, you, you know, and I'll, it's not no, it's it's slight. Yes, but also, and I, this was something I was going to bring up at the end, but you kind of bring it up right now is if you want to get the same garment, you're going to have to find similar fabric. That's so, true. You know, too. you can't absolutely you can't trace a pair of like crepe shorts and then go make them out of canvas and expect to right i think you're gonna get the same drape right Right. so uh you know amount of stretch and everything but i i thought we'd get into that a little later let's take a quick break and come back and talk about the the process a bit for like a pair of trousers or shorts hey zd wouldn't it be cool if everyone who listened to this podcast could learn how to make perfectly fitting leggings directly from you, the leggings expert? Well, yes, Mal. That's why we produce the Made to Measure Leggings class. I teach anyone, no matter their age, ability, or gender, to make perfectly fitting leggings based on their measurements. And if someone is feeling particularly generous, they can make leggings for anyone who they can get to stand still long enough to measure. You, yes you, can get immediate access to all the videos and course materials in the Made to Measure Leggings class by going to SewHere.com leggings. This online class allows you to complete the process at your own pace, and you own it forever, so you can re-watch it as many times as you need. Stop struggling with the leggings that roll down or sag in the wrong places. I'll be your guide as you create leggings that are made especially for you. No matter what your equipment or skill level, ZD covers everything from measuring, drafting, cutting, and construction on a sewing machine or serger in this class. Go to SewHere.com leggings and get started today. sewing out loud. And we're back. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, trousers. <laughs> These are hard. Trous- well, yeah, this isn't simple. The thing about trousers is, is you get that pair that fits and you just want to hold on yeah, to them forever. Yeah, you're just like so in love with them. And you have finally worn them to you death. You wear them, you wear well, out. And I must yes. say, if you have worn them to death and they have like holes or, you know, uh, yeah. it might be really hard to get this to work. <laughs> well, also, I was going to say, if you've worn them to death and you really destroy them, yeah. maybe you should carefully take them apart. Now, that in that case, you can take yeah, them apart. Yeah, right, I, absolutely. You know, we're not saying never no. take anything apart, but we know a lot of people aren't like, they're not wanting to sacrifice yeah, people are like, I'm fitting. not taking my <laughs> shirt apart that fits me the best, you know. Right. Well, and we were just talking about this uh, kind of on the break. This is more for... Uh, 
you know, a pair of trousers that has a fly or a button-up shirt that has a placket, sometimes you can't get all the information from the finished product. Right, right? because it's been sewn and trimmed, trimmed and folded and then maybe the seam is enclosed somehow. Yep. So you don't know, like, what size maybe that pattern piece started out. You got it. So that's where that knowledge of those... But, of those patterns yeah. can come in handy. Well, I mean, you know, obviously, if you want to um, duplicate a little knit A-line dress. Right. And maybe even sleeveless, go for it. Right. That's easy. That gives you your shape and your size right there, and I you can go for it. like that T-shirt or, or tank right. top a is a good idea. A T-shirt and a tank top is a really good idea. Mm. Pants can be hard. Um, but... You know, the more involved it is, the more likely you are to not be successful, like, probably. Yes. You know, even something like a collar and a collar stand, we're, what we're saying is you may want to steal or pilfer from, from a pattern. Another pattern, possibly. What, and what I'm saying is if you don't have an understanding yeah. of a garment that's constructed like that, it may be very difficult for you to get a good trace. Yeah, yeah. So even so, tracing these garments could possibly be put on like a skill level above starting with a paper right. pattern. Now, I have done things like I have said to maybe a parent, send me a dress that fits your kid. Yeah. And it doesn't mean I'm tracing that dress even. Right. But I get an idea of back waist length, uh -huh. of, you know, the length of the dress. Does the arms eye look right? Is it big enough? You know. Some, you know, if it, it doesn't mean I'm even using the same style. Exactly. And I, you know, yeah. I might just be using that dress as a reference point. Uh -huh. Well, I do that with Zelda sometimes. I'm like, right. I'm going to steal this shirt. Right. Because I know this is like one that ends up being a good length on her. Right. Or it's a it's a good this or good that. So, or this is a good shirt if I just made it longer. Yes. That kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so with a pair of trousers, like the shorts that we're going to do for, um, that Paula suggested, this is where it gets a little difficult because the generally on a pair of trousers the back pattern piece that goes on the back leg is larger than the front mm -hmm. so i think that this is uh maybe where like that rubbing technique could come in handy however i don't do it <laughs> well and i think the other thing that needs to be said here is so you want that back say you're doing the back leg you want the back leg panel you flatten out and you flatten that piece out and you don't worry about the rest of the right. of the garment. So it's not like the whole garment is always going to lay nice and flat. No, no it You can't. want the piece you're using to like now yeah. a t-shirt that might happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean. Oh, I see. And that's I what I meant by yeah. like a tank top yeah, or a little trouser. tank dress. Go for it. The yeah. whole thing will, you know. Right. So with with a pair of trousers or pants, actually mm -hmm. I have a pair of PJ pants that this would be like really easy Oh yeah, to you're show. getting ready to make. Maybe you should do that on the tape they are just right. so simple but they fit like you like them. And yeah i love them so i and i bought fabric expressly in mind that's of similar fiber content and drape to make another pair so uh what i would do though on a pair of trousers and what i did on derek's and this can get a little bulky sometimes depending on what you're doing is i do put one leg in inside that's of the how other. i like okay, that's I my favorite ask, like, no that's my favorite too and i will I will turn a pair of pants inside out. Like okay, that a lot of so times. you'll do that. Well, because you've got, <laughs> you know, you have things like those four corners meeting at yes. the crotch and things like that that sometimes give you a bulk that's hard to deal with. I might try it both ways. Sure. You know, I might try it first. Okay, how is this right side out? Yeah, I don't know. And now I've got this shoved in here, and it's got a <laughs> pocket, and. And the pocket's making it too bulky to lay flat. So I'm going to turn these inside out. So whether yeah. whether they're right side out or inside out, when you right. make that decision, you're going to put one leg inside the other. Right. And then I sort so of... So you have half a pair of pants. Yes. So I sort of start with the back of the leg, okay? And when you lay that down on your surface, on your tracing paper, you need... I would put some weights sort of inside the leg or where I can, you know, see them to weight down kind of the center of that trouser leg, okay? So that I can roll the trouser leg to the side seam, mark the side seam. Roll the trouser to the inseam, mark the inseam. Does every, so if you think about how the inseam and It's the, the traveling pants. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so it's like I am getting that 
full width of the back leg that doesn't lay down flat on my paper right. because it is sewn to a smaller front leg. Right. Um, and then I don't, you know, with the crotch curve, I know everybody's like, crotch curve, crotch curve, crotch curve. I will do some marks, do some, you mm-hmm. know, tick marks, like right there at the crotch point, and then do some tick marks up and everything. Um, but that, and then I'll draw in my curve. Right. I don't, you'll, you'll actually probably get a nicer looking curve than if you try to like trace You'll get a nicer a, looking curve than the pants actually have. Well. At this point in time, if yes, they've been worn it, a lot. Especially right. something with like a big old bulky zipper fly. Right, right. You know, okay, so am I going to get every little bumpity bump? Of that denim mm-hmm. that's been washed or, right. or something like that. So you trace up there. Now, if you have a yoke on your pants, that's going to be separate. Right. Okay. Um, and then this is a place I sometimes will measure the garment to double check that I've got yes. everything. Yes. Um, you know, sometimes I do that on, on hems or on, on straight lines just to make sure I haven't distorted something somehow. Uh, so you can double check in that way. And... What ZD was talking about when we took our little break is you need on a pair of trousers, you got to get the front and back leg. Okay, that's your that's your real foundation of these trousers. Then they might have a fly and they might have a yoke and a pocket uh, and a pocket and all that. But first, get that shape. If you can get that shape, you can then go back. And look at the pocket or whatever, see how it is, or look at the fly. And you can decide how difficult it's actually going to be to get that out of your already constructed garment. You may now want to go to a a commercial pattern. Yeah, like if you have a pattern for jeans and it shows it, it you get a pocket bag yes cuz sometimes when you're new to the garment making process you're like oh this is a fine size pocket and then you make it and you're like oh my god it's the size of my entire leg right. it's way too bulky or oh oh my gosh i can't even fit chapstick in there you know because i made it too small right. okay or my hand doesn't fit or yeah. whatever so sometimes going to a commercial pattern like that is helpful and like you said with things like pockets They've been manipulated yep. a lot before the process, uh, you know, before right. they've been and then, put on the shelf. And again, buy. and again, seams, you know, a lot of times these things, especially if it's a jeans type uh, garment or something, these things have been, you know, put together with a seam and then top stitched and all this. So you're not real aware maybe of, you know, where that line is or where that seam allowance is, you're going to have to make that up yourself. Yeah, and you have to... Or allow for it. When you have something with top stitching, like, I think that's a really good thing to bring up because the top stitching is not your seam. No. Your seam is your seam. Yes. Okay, so pay close attention to that. Uh, Especially, you know, if you've ever put together something with a fly, it's a little bit of magic in in a way, you know. It is. uh, Well, and I guess, you know... For the less experienced or or whatever, the person who hasn't made 15 pairs of pants with a fly, you may want those directions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, out of that commercial (laughs) pattern. And I can't tell you that that's how when I still referred to patterns. Yeah. It's been a while, but I would buy a pattern like for a sleeve. Yeah. Like the shape of a sleeve or the Uh or. I want this big mutton sleeve. How much fabric do I really put in that mutton sleeve? Well, if I got a pattern, I might not use it, mm-hmm. or I might depends. But it, I I could un you know unfurl it, yeah, right, <laughs> and look and see like this is really a lot of fabric. Okay, I would have never done this. I would have thought you know I just needed to make it a little bit puffy well, or something. Sometimes in this day and age, you can run across depending on how your brain works or how much experience you have with this. Sometimes you run across kind of a graphic or you can look in a book and you can see, oh, this leg of mutton sleeve is made by slashing the crap out of the sleeve cap. Well, and the other thing the other thing is is it may be a drawing and not a true depiction. Yeah. So that pattern is a true depiction of what you're going to get. Yeah. You know. And you know, sometimes drawing I I really I I hesitate when people go to design school and then they make these drawings and they don't know how to they don't know how to sew yet. Yeah. You know, and they make these drawings and they don't realize really what they've drawn. You yeah. know, 
three dimensionally. Uh-huh. Like they How's think, that oh, work? that's just a sleeve. No, it's not quite just a sleeve. It's going to need this and this and this, and it's going to need support to stay up like this. And you know, right? There's a lot involved. Yeah, knowledge of those like materials, right? Thing. Um, but I I think that that's an you you may want to steal from a pattern. I love the example of the even though we're talking about trousers. I love the example of the placket on the front of a button up yeah. shirt because like a fly sometimes that's structured differently in different patterns like the left mm-hmm. side of the shirt is actually wider or right. whatever side of it right know. it's um, not just a piece <laughs> put onto the shirt it's actually the the front of the garment is actually starts out asymmetrical yeah and yeah. i like the fly insertion where the fly is incorporated into the leg of the pants, the the little the place for the zipper. Yes, I do too. Okay, I, yeah. so I personally like that, but that's not how every pattern is. No, sometimes it's a separate piece. However, when I got a pattern where it's a separate piece, I like taped it on there, so right. it's all one piece. Well, because know? <laughs> I don't like the bulk that the right. separate piece has. I'm like, well, right. there's no reason for this seem to be here it doesn't you know do fit or anything like that hey you know what we haven't talked about is uh can can everyone in their brain like envision a dart in a skirt or in the top of a pair of trousers you Mm -hmm. do you want to talk about that a little bit so yeah so a dart takes up fabric correct it's like a nip a fold of yeah it takes up fabric fabric and hopefully or what it's trying to do is you know make that piece not flat uh-huh. so it curves around a hip or a breast or a waist or something you know whatever whatever whatever, curve. whatever sort of curve lump you might have you're fitting so what you have to do draw one side of this right one side of the dart choose your side one side whatever and then you have to measure away so you have to go in <laughs> at the top of that dart yeah Right on the inside and go and measure how much dart is there. Yeah, if you can access that. Now, I feel like there's also the rolling and folding can be done here, rolling the garment and keeping like the area below the dart flat. That helps. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. It's 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 what you have to do if for some reason right. that dart's been cut away right, or right, something right, like right. that. Well, and that's what you would have done yeah. in the first place anyway. Yes, exactly. Okay. I mean, yes, as much as can be flat, it's flat. Right. The problem then comes from the point of the dart onward, upward, mm-hmm. whatever, downward, whatever. And you have to somehow figure out how much dart is taken. Yeah. Right. And I would say that waistbands are kind of, they're funky in this way too because like the waistband on a pair of jeans, it's it's not straight, but it's right. not super curvy. So you have this sort of subtle curve, you know, mm-hmm. of this waistband, and that can be uh, a little funny. So the waistband actually might be straight, but the garment is curved. Right, or both. I or, mean, both. or both, right. Yeah. So, you, yes, you have to really think about that and look at that. You have to be like manipulating your garment Mm -hmm. and so you want to kind of like you said earlier one part of the garment's gonna be you know you're gonna be paying attention to one yes only one part can be flat at a time yes Yes. most likely so when you're really paying attention to this waistband don't worry about keeping anything else straight you just pay attention well and I, i think when i'm right now i'm thinking of a pant with a dart in it and at the top more than likely and this is because I know this because I've made thousands of pants or whatever. So what happens, my side seam probably goes in at the top a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Plus, I have darts. So I have to allow for all of that. There's a bit of a curve on my side seam. It's probably not straight. Yeah. Okay. If that's how my pants fit. You know, I mean, obviously, it could be straight. Yeah. yeah. But you're but, right. But, you're right. you know, say on me, I know mm-hmm. um, that or commonly yes that's what you will get because they will they want a gradual curve going into your waist waist. they don't want to just all of a sudden take a couple of darts and hope that makes a so they're trying to shape it all the way around the body i was helping someone actually with this and i charged them like a lot of money so (laughs) 
to help them with. So this podcast is definitely a bargain. You know, yeah, I I, uh, helped them to like trace a dress. And there were a few parts of the dress where I knew how this pattern piece had been Mm -hmm. constructed. You know, that gathers had been added or that something had been, uh, you know, there was a triangle and then it got slit and then it got spread to you know, do whatever, right. you know, make this volume. And like, while I was tracing it for this person, cause she kind of wanted to like learn and wanted me to help her. There were a couple times where she was like, I just, I just don't think that's right. I just don't. And I was like, you just wait a minute right. and we will get there. And the reason that I could do this for her was because I knew how other patterns worked. Right. So yeah, like we said, don't, don't get down on yourself. If you're a beginner and you can't copy your favorite like yeah. complex so garment you, but, right away. But you, <laughs> so if you're a beginner, you need to copy a beginner garment. Yeah, start out right. with something with as few seams as, as possible. Few, right, as few darts, all of that. All of that. Yes, yes. So it's really going to help to give you that uh, familiarity with manipulating right. it. Or, you know, if you want to go a little bit more complex, my thing would be I would really look for a pattern that was similar, and I would uh-huh. lay that pattern on my... My your favorite my, thing, my garment. Yeah, yeah. If to it, help it, you with sizing. Yeah. Well, it ju- yes, yes, definitely. Well, everything. Yes. Right. Yes, it would fit. But then I have the pattern with the details already, um, you know, printed out for me, instructed out for me, um, once assembled by someone to test it. <laughs> you know, all yeah, of those hopefully. things. No, but you yeah. can, you know, you can see with something like that too. You can say, oh, I'm a this in the bust and right. this. The way the the pattern was drafted is using a different set of uh, standardized measurements than the way my garment was drafted and made. And then I just want to emphasize one more time, but just two things, okay? That you really don't want to like stretch and distort a well, knit ever. Gar- well, any yeah. garment, but it's a danger with a knit right. garment. Okay, much more dangerous. Ah, uh, easier to <laughs> so, dangerous. Out. so it's dangerous. So dangerous. Uh, you know, you don't want to stretch. Needs and- one of those danger signs. You don't want to stretch and distort those knit garments as you manipulate them. You also don't want to buy fabric that has widely differing characteristics Mm -hmm. from your original. Not the first time anyway. Yeah, we're saying a tank top, and I picture someone maybe like tracing a ribbed tank top. Ribbed fabrics are extremely stretchy. You know, um, I used to wear these uh, tank tops kind of like as undershirts, and they were ribbed and they would hug my body because the nature of the fabric was so stretchy. Of course, when I took them off, like they looked like straight up and down things yeah you know like so, yeah exactly well and you know you'll have people all the time oh this this top is, and it's knit and they traced it and they make it out of a woven it's just not gonna happen no it's just not you know it's it's not not unless this is some big blousey sure. you know um you know voluminous and it still won't be the same because a knit and a you know, a knit and a woven don't fall the and same. And sometimes, like you said, that's okay. Yeah, okay? yeah. It uh, just, you just I, need to understand that that's just, what's going to happen. You don't want to get disappointed. And that fabric is, once again, that's the big, that is the big variable a pattern company cannot fully predict or, like, control your behavior on. And that's why they give you those suggestions. Yes. And, they, and you know, it says suggested fabrics. They usually try and give you more than one. And I, it probably should be. It probably should not say suggestion. It should say if you want to be successful, you'll use one of these, yeah. right? Uh, but if you, you know, in the in the pattern in the in the home sewing pattern world, they give you those suggestions. Over in clothing manufacturer world, the pattern is designed with the fabric, the specific, the exact fabric, the exact if they, fabric. If they, if they even sometimes change color. They will. They could change they, the specs. They yes. will change the specs. You think you think that you know there's three pair of pants on the rack, and you know one's red, one's white, and one's blue, and they may be slightly different. Or they didn't change it, and they fit different because they but didn't that, change and it. that happens yeah, yeah. too. Yes. I was just watching some videos on making your own watercolors. Okay, so you make up your own medium, which is like egg whites and gum arabic, and uh, what honey or something and you mix in pigments and this guy is like a master pigment 
you know, maker or whatever. And he said, this pigment, oh, it just goes into this base so easily. And it gives me this kind of consistency. But this pigment, I have to work and work and work and work and do several more passes to get it to absorb. So it's like he's using the same base. Right. Let us think of this as the same fabric substrate. Mm-hmm. And, all, and, yet, and all he's changing is the color. And all he's changing. So those pigments in themselves have characteristics right. that will change what they are applied to. I mean, haven't you ever noticed how different colors of Play-Doh feel? Yeah, that's true. I mean, yes. you know, or, mm-hmm. or different different paints, you know, mm-hmm. uh, different. Yes, like it is it is very much. It was just affirming that to me. Like I know that we've, you, you, you've taught me that all my life. You well, know? I mean. But it was just affirming that I, to I've, me. You know, I'll notice it with thread. Like yeah. I'm like, you know, this red thread is always just a little they had funnier to work harder feeling. On that. That. <laughs> this dye, and red is like. You know about red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah red we've is, talked about this. Everybody yeah. should study red. Red is very bizarre. Yeah. It's a very bizarre color. And um, so, so in, you know, in paint world, okay, I got to mix my paint a little longer. Fine. In thread world, oh, my God, uh, processing the thread over and over right. again may have made it uh, less stable. Well, and, you know, you know most, most people will tell you that your black thread is probably the weakest thread because it's been dyed, you know, over dyed, over dyed. Yes, yes. So just keep that in mind. There may be differences, and that's why ZD said there, make a muslin. And then this is brought up. Uh, Jennifer Place posted in the group about how she made a pair of leggings from the Made to Measure Leggings class. Yes, and she complimented us. She was like, I Thank love you that. so much. Yeah, and so that's why We're I'm sending our love back. That's why I'm calling her out here. No, so she, she made those out of cotton lycra. Right. And she had said something like, will this change if I use a different... A fabric with different vertical stretch. Right. And I was like, absolutely. Yep. So if I've got this one pattern and then I go to make it out of 50 different types of fabric, I'm going to try it on before putting my finishing touches on. Everybody, I, I think it's funny when people say, yeah, but I have to try it on to him at well, uh, well, Of course yeah. you do. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I guess I never thought that was that big a deal to have to try it on. Yeah, so I just want to bring up with I I try things on before I put the waistband on. Oh yeah, I, I try, try it on things all the time. on, you know, before I put the button on the waistband. Yep. I put the zipper in and I put it on and I zip it up because you just, you know, I'm not going to put that facing on or that trim or whatever and lock that zipper until I know. And you know, not only that, we make mistakes. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it, a good way to check and, yourself. Um I just had this conversation with someone about how sewing, everybody's like, sewing, sewing, sewing. And sewing is so much the prep work. You know, it's the measuring. It's the cutting. Well, it's, we have, it's, it's, you know. We have a podcast that says smart people sew. Only, and, yeah. And yeah. what that means is it doesn't mean that you can't. It means that if you're trying to sew, you're smart. That's you're right. You're doing a good job. You are challenging yourself. You are doing something hard. You know, yeah. it is, it's not a super simple hobby. I would and you know when those people go, oh, I just need, you know, can you, can, can you, you, just... can you alter my wedding dress? I just need it taken in a little bit, which means there's like four layers that you have to take apart right. and take off, you know, sequins and jewels or whatever and put them back on and all that, but, you know, and get the zipper in the right place. Ah, obviously... It's not a little, they can't no. do it. That, but, but to them, it's like it only has to be it's taken up a half minute. inch or whatever. And I'm like, well, just put a binder clip on it. Yeah. Walk down. No, I'm, do, do what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, oh, that's there, cute. About there are people yeah. who appreciate, you know, yeah. your but, skill, but, but, you know, people don't know the, that's, I always say too that like we don't understand or always see the work of others. Sure. You know, um, you see someone sitting down and you think they should be up and doing something. You don't know what they're doing. Yeah. You don't know if they're, you know, calculating something out or waiting for a phone call or they just made one or, you know, you never understand the work of someone if you haven't done it. So I just, yeah, I just wanted to reiterate the thing about the fabric choice and how yeah. that can. And when I. When I wonder I, how many times we've said that I in know, podcast. I don't think it hurts to say it again because it, it helps me re- remind myself, too, because I just traced a garment and I wish I would have done a little bit more prep work because I'm not 100 percent happy with my result now. And I, I see where, you know, maybe I took a couple shortcuts. But, yeah, always with the leggings. When I make those out of a heavy cotton lycra versus like a lightweight DBP, I uh, my my waistband I'm gonna cut more off my waistband on that DBP that stretches more 
than I am on my cotton lycra that doesn't have you know, quite as much if, vertical stretch. If I'm making a garment say something very, very much for the very, very first time, yep. and I get it right the very, very first time, I'm shocked. Because after I wear it, I will decide sometimes, this this pant just needed to be, you know, a half inch longer or just, just something. Do you know what I mean? Or right. I should have made this pocket, you know, larger for my hand. Or, I, you know, if now... I'm I'm almost at the point that I've made so many things I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, but still, but, but, but yeah, still, still, and you know, new fabrics come out, or I see a new fabric and I haven't worked with it before, and I make something and I'm like, you know, on that fabric, I should have done this or I should have done that. I mean, I should have made the zipper longer and made it easier to get into. Yeah, it fits great, but right. it's a little bit harder to get into or yeah. something like that. Well, I think that we've uh, done a pretty good job we exhausted wedding, this. wedding people's appetites for <laughs> for well, knowing how to uh, trace a garment. And so if this made sense to you, hopefully it gives you like a kickstart to try something. If it doesn't, we can, you know, we can we can explore this more. So so now that you've spent, you know, whatever it is, 40 minutes of your minutes. life with us. Yes. We hope that you feel that it was somewhat valuable. Yes. Take it away, Mom. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.